Hello? What's your least favorite scary movie? Well, hello there. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the downright absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are continuing sequel month with Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, a Joe Lynch reprisal of the series in 2007. But more importantly than that, we have a special guest joining us today, Brian Asman. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks very much for having me on. I'm really stoked to be here. Well, thanks for being here. We're pretty excited. We did a little little talking before the recording started. And, uh, you know, for folks that don't follow us on Twitter, first of all, why not? That is where we are at our very best. Um, <laughs> but Robert Atone, who you all may remember from our Hell House LLC recording this past winter recommended brian as a guest yes so we're pretty excited to have you here yeah again really stoked to be here i love talking about scary movies hell yeah that's our bread and butter yeah and um really i'm extra excited to have you on because this is a movie that jesse and i have talked about ourselves and we have very strong feelings towards but it's kind of interesting i want to hear what somebody who just experienced it for the first time thinks yes Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have very strong feelings as well, so it will be very interesting to see like how our strong feelings kind of like vibe with each other. All right. Well, um, before, before we, no, oh yeah, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say before we get to that, do you want to tell the people uh, who you are and why you're here a little bit? Yes, where they can absolutely. find you. So I'm here because I was talking shit to the hosts on Twitter about their take on Halloween Six, which is the greatest sequel in the franchise outside from Halloween Three. But that doesn't really count as part of the franchise. Uh, so just kidding. It does. Uh, so I am the author of <laughs> Man Fuck This House from Mutated Media. It's uh, kind of a viral hit uh, novella about a haunted house. And uh, so I'm, I'm also the author of a couple other books like uh, Nunchuck City, Jailbroke, and uh, I'm Not Even Supposed to Be Here Today from Eraserhead Press. And I also uh, co-wrote a film that's available for streaming on Amazon right now. It's called A Haunting in Ravenwood. It's kind of like a real gothic ghost story. If you like Vincent Price and stuff like that, you'll probably dig this. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you said Vincent Price and my eyebrows shot yeah. way up. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. That's I love the titles of those books. By the way, those are great. And I think you said them the exact way I would say them. If I saw them, <laughs> I'd be like, "Man, fuck this house." Yeah, one of the uh, one of one of the uh, best moments, like for for me, actually, was when uh, you guys know the writer Jason Pardon, uh, aka David Wong. He wrote like uh, John dies at the end. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he tweeted about my book, and he just goes, "I cannot top this title." And so, like, from like a true master of the book title, that really like got me right in the feels, you know? Yeah, definitely. I like that name too, John Daz at the end. We've watched that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, okay. it's, it's fantastic. Gonna... Yeah, it's a good movie and great book. Anton Yelchin, right? Like the the dude from. Oh, Greener. Anton Yelch Yel- Yelch Yelch. I don't know. Yelchin. Yelchin. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Christian Yelich. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. <laughs> Christian speaking. So um. That's a, a little chant that we heard at a baseball game one day. There's a guy that <laughs> likes to go around heckling Christian Yelich at various games, and he. <laughs> that's great. Right. <laughs> well, I, I wish I, I wish I had that dedication to hating something. It's really um, like 
because normally it would be so easy to be annoyed by a heckler um, because most hecklers aren't funny, but these are all like really lighthearted. So I was like, Christian's vegan or like I heard Christian does Kegels or like just stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's actually pretty creative. I like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. So before we get into today's movie, we have two polls that we have to go through because we missed doing the past two the past, yeah, la- we recorded two weeks in a row, which we, uh, two weeks worth of episodes back to back in a single day because we were at Joe Bob's Jamboree last weekend and we knew we wouldn't have time to get a recording done when we got back. So we've got poll results from our Sleepaway Camp 2. Thank you. And, and I still know. I still know what you did last summer. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. Sleepaway Camp 2. Ronnie versus TC. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Travis and I were very hotly debating it. I am am a Ronnie kind of guy. I'm a TC type of dude. You're a TC type of dude. And, you know, everybody, it seemed to be a pretty close race, actually, but people ultimately sided with me and sided with TC. Okay, but Dave Sheridan sided with me. So I got a deputy doofy on my side. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He did. <laughs> but I think he's a little bit biased because he's friends with the person from the original one and he has no affiliation with part two. I don't know. I just think there may be a bit of a bias, but TC, he's hard to beat. Um, are but- you Are you familiar with the two uh, movies, Sleepaway Camp 1 and 2, Brian? Uh, the first one, yes. The second one, I have not seen. Oh, dude, oh, you gotta you, watch it. Yeah, don't go into it thinking of it as a sequel to the first one, though. Just Pamela Springsteen has her own uh, couplet of sleepaway camp movies. Yeah, it, okay. they're very, they're very much their own thing, but yes. they're amazing in their own way, and it's just a very campy movie. I, I definitely pun five thousand percent yes. intended. All right, so percentages on that on Twitter, it was sixty-seven percent for TC, thirty-three for Ronnie. Rude, Ronnie. Ronnie and his biceps deserve better. It's true. I mean, he. I mean, that's that's the only thing he has going for him. He's that, and um, he's super nice. TC. And his. I mean, we all know exactly what he's packing down there too. That's true too. All right, and uh, t- on Instagram, we had forty three percent vote for Ronnie, fifty seven for TC. Okay, listen. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions, and there's no such thing as a wrong opinion. But you all are wrong. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I just like that's double confirmation, though. So both both platforms voted for that. All right. And let's get, I still know what you did last summer. Now, I 100% know that the answers were wrong for this on Twitter. Um, okay. So the question was, how do we feel about Dave? Dave, a.k.a. Freddie Prince Jr.'s best friend from the fish and dock. Yeah. The, that convinced him to propose to his girlfriend. It's the cool guy that Jesse and I wanted a spinoff of. Yes. So the question was, how do we feel about him? The two options were should have been the hero and certified dummy. He was the hero. 56% said certified dummy and 44 said should have been the hero on Instagram. 56% of you all are wrong. <laughs> and 100% on Twitter. 100% incorrect. Certified dummy. So he's a certified dummy. We I don't saw, get the spinoff. I got the notification on Twitter that the poll was closed. Oh, you and, saw it? Yeah, and I saw the results and I was like, what? Well, I mean, he is kind of a dummy because he, yeah, you know, but he gets easily tricked. We've had dumber dummies as the heroes of horror movies before. That's true. So. I mean, like Ray. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And Ray doesn't have 
half the charisma that Dave has. Yeah, he was the he was the true dummy of I still know you did last summer. Okay, cool. That's it for the polls. All okay. right. So I think we can finally get down to talking about wrong turn two. Do oh, you sweet. have the details? Oh, I've got so many deets for your feats. That's funny because you told me that you didn't have many deets for these Pete's. Pete's? Who's Pete? The listeners. They're all named Pete. (laughs) Hi, Pete. (laughs) Okay, so Wrong Turn 2 Dead End came out in 2007. Um, My notes are out of order this week. We have a Wrong Turn 3 pack for some reason, probably because I am in some form of purgatory where we own the Wrong Turn series against my will. We don't own the whole series, though. We only own like those three. Okay, that's still too, too many. Um... But if you are not on our level, you can rent this movie from YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, or Prime currently on this July 17th year of our Lord, 2022. Yes, year of our Lord. Um, <laughs> so those are the options. If you're going to rent any of these in the Wrong Turn franchise, I would fully recommend Wrong Turn 2. Um, watch 1 and 2 familiarize yourself with the characters it's, it's not really necessary. truly not necessary it's not at all but i still think that it's worth it wrong turn two was written by cherry meyer and alfredo septien with characters by alan b mcelroy who wrote the original ah, you know you, who, you know what else he wrote wrong turn the one that's also like technically a wrong turn movie but not the one that is very debatably a wrong turn movie. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, but you know what else he wrote? No, what? Uh, your favorite, Halloween 4. No, he didn't. Uh-huh. That's him? Uh-huh. Wow, that that's awesome. <laughs> Shit, I didn't realize. I was in the, you know what? Now that you say that, that I remember talking about him because I was like, mm-hmm. I saw his interviews. Fuck, dude, he created wrong turn? Yep. Wow. I hate what you did later in the series, but <laughs> specifically number six and the remake. I I love what you did in the past. It was great. Although it really his credits for this one are the characters. Yeah, but he did the original. Like yeah. he wrote and directed it. So yeah. he's the creator of it. That's crazy. I had no idea. This one was directed by Joe Lynch, mm-hmm. a renowned horror nerd director uh he also directed mayhem yes, which i am yes i'm obsessed with and somehow we've yet to cover i'm sure that'll um, be changing soon yes uh there was a whole ass music department i couldn't find anybody specifically designated as a composer they even had like a full band on set so like they had a full was, band on set mm-hmm. so like anytime that they were recording they were just playing and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like in the lot. back. I'm just going. <laughs> Did you not see the drummer in the woods? Uh, I think I missed that one. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll have to rewatch it. Um, special effects makeup were done by WCT Production MCT Limited. What a mouthful of a name! Um, with some assistance from Optic Nerve Studios. Boy, do I have a lot to say about these people? That they did a good job mm-hmm. for some of them. Mm-hmm. For some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, good fake blood at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, cast Henry Rollins as Dale. Yeah. Yeah, best character. Uh, Erica Learson as Nina. Texas Battle. Our boy Texas Battle, Battle is Texas. Jake. 
That's what I always call him because yes. that's the that guy wins with the name like Texas Battle. Like that's an actual name. It's a great name. Um, we, that's one of the best names I've ever heard, frankly. It yeah. is. It's amazing. And he is in so many things. We uh, a few weeks ago we had bought another DVD with him in it. This is months um, ago. Okay, well, time is a very loose construct. Uh, it was one of the After Dark films. Uh, the Task. Yeah, it was called The Task. And we're like, hey, it's that guy that's in Wrong Turn 2. And so then we watched Wrong Turn 2. And then we're like, wait, he's also in Final Destination 3. So we watched that. We had a whole Texas battle movie night. Highly recommend. A I lot of good fun. That actually qualifies us to be like his number one fans because I'm sure nobody else has ever done anything like that before. And nobody will. Oh, I think everybody should, though. If you're listening to this, highly recommend. I can tell you the order if you want to go bad to worse or best the, the to The order worse. I just said. Those, the yeah. order we just uh, listed it. Worst. worst to best? Worst to best, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Start low in on the hop. The hop. The hop? Yeah. Uh, Alexa Palladino is Mara. Daniela Alonzo is Amber. Steve Braun is Jonesy. Young K. Crystal Lowe is Elena. She's also in Final Destination 3. Yeah. And she's in the 2006 Black Christmas remake. Yeah, so we've already talked about her once before. Yes. Uh, Matthew Curry Holmes as M. We've got Jeff Scrutton as Three Finger. Rorley Teo as Sister. Clint Carlton as Brother. Ashley Earl as Ma. And Travis, do you know who portrayed Pa? Yeah, it's... um. It's the guy that played... Uh, the, the guy that takes over in every sequel for other people. He Ken plays, Kersinger. Yes, he plays yep. in um, the Joyride movies to, in three. Jo- the third Joyride movie. Yeah, he is... Um, he, he takes is, over for Jason. He takes over as Jason Voorhees in Freddy vs. Yes, Jason. Yeah, he was also in uh, your favorite, um, Jason Takes Manhattan. He's like a random oh, guy yeah. that gets thrown... A, like he's like a, He works in the kitchen and just gets tossed. Yeah. He yeah. I, I didn't realize that was him, honestly, mm-hmm. until I was looking at the cast and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay. So, this movie premiered on home video mm-hmm. on October 9th, 2007. It had a budget, or I'm going to say it firmly, Bug Ted, of $4 million. Oh, I had, wow. I can't believe I had that much. <laughs> honestly. Texas Battle don't come cheap, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't have an actual box office number because yeah. it was direct to DVD. However, I do know that it got roughly $9 million in home video sales. That's that's okay, but that's lower than I would have expected. Um, it currently stands at a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. For that sounds com- about right. Yeah. For comparison, I picked a couple of other movies from 2007. One I feel is uh, similar thematically in that it is a group with uh, nefarious plans for passers-by. Mm-hmm. And that would be Vacancy. Ooh, Vacancy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of watching that. I know. How did you know? Because I was in there when you were kind of watching it, and I was also kind of watching it. Oh, I thought you were... This is when you were going to bed. It was on while I was getting ready for bed. Oh, yeah. okay. Well... That premiered April 20th, 2007. It had a budget... Of $19 million because Luke Wilson exactly. don't come cheap. That's exactly what I was thinking. He don't. <laughs> um, it made a box office of $35.4 million and has a current rating of 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. That's a great movie. 
then I chose another sequel. One I personally like. One in a franchise that I think keeps getting better as you go into sequels. Oh. So take that with a grain of salt if you are familiar at all with my movie taste. Oh, God. What is this? 2007? Boogeyman 2. Boogeyman. Yeah. Really? You think Boogeyman 2? This know. one I feel like is very similar. It's um, it's very similar to Dream Warriors, which I think is why I like it. Because they're all in a psychiatric facility and things happen to them that the staff can't really see. They think it's all, you know, just symptoms of their diseases i um i i haven't watched the boogeyman series in a while i feel yeah. like i need to revisit it i think that was one that like we watched when we first started dating and i was we like did. you gotta watch boogeyman 3 bro you had him on those burnt dvds <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah uh that one came out october 20th 2007 it had a bug ted of 4.5 million dollars these movies <laughs> where are they getting these budgets from <laughs> I know that they don't look like $4 million movies. Oh, and it made a box office of $4.3 million. Wow. Okay, Only well, has a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. It made its money back, I No, guess? no. It was $0.2 million short. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Lacking 200 k there. And somehow, it's still got a sequel. Yep. I, honestly, I love the sequel, though. I do, too. That's the Bloody Mary one, right? This is the one um, in the college dorm. Yeah, Bloody Mary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... We got a tagline for this. Just one? Just one. Okay. And I really thought I was going to hate the tagline just because of everything about this movie. But spoiler, I think it's a pretty great tagline. What is it? In the forest, only they can hear you scream. It's okay. I like it. Brian, what do you think about that tagline? I I think it's fine uh, i don't really have any strong feelings about it one way or the other it just it's just it just kind of exists um okay since you do books and you do movies um do you struggle are taglines difficult 100 percent. it's really hard to like sum up like just the flavor the feeling of like a particular property whether it's like a book or a movie in like a single sentence and it's really yeah just kind of getting something that's like a great hook that's gonna make people want to go oh my god like you know like you know like alien like in space no one can hear you scream that's a fantastic tagline you know yeah it's really hard to come up with that shit we um i mean this is yeah jesse mentioned we just started doing this recently, but it's been one of my favorite things to do because like, I love the movies where they have like 20 taglines and they're just trying to see what sticks. It started because of the tagline for Halloween two. Yeah. Well, the night he came yeah. home again. Again. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And it was the same <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could have just said same shit, different day and had the same like, you know, feeling. I think basically. that was my suggestion for the alternate tagline. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. Like, it's a serious sequel. <laughs> Halloween 2. And then at the bottom in orange, it just says same shit. Same, same day. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. All right. Um, what, what would you have as a tagline for this since you don't like it what so would much? I like? Yeah. Um, um, what, are, <laughs> what is it that they say like on like roller coasters where you have to keep your like limbs secure keep your uh yeah. arms and hands inside the car at all times yes because they are dismembering people yeah but there's very few cars involved there are so many cars they have a whole warehouse of cars yeah but people generally aren't in those cars well they were at one point and look what happened they lost their limbs. I don't know. I'm not. I never said I was good at taglines, but I think that that would be something stupid. 
Wrong turn two. Wronger turnier. There's a lot of limbs being ripped off and eaten in this, so like that's a pretty good tagline for this, I think. Thank you. There we go. I got confirmation. I, I, I think for me, if I were going to give it a new tagline, I'd just be like, yo, it's got fucking Henry Rollins. What else do you want? Yes. Agreed. Like, just, you know. What else has he been in? Um... You know, I don't really know. I am just obsessed with his character. He's great. In this movie. I know he, he is the best character in the entire Wrong Turn no, franchise. What you? What, the tagline should be Wrong Turn to Dead End. We have a guy named Texas Battle in this movie. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue <laughs> so well. Um, yeah, Texas Battle, but this time it's in West Virginia. What? <laughs> Texas Battle is bigger than the text of the title of the movie, like Texas Battle, and then in Tiny Text, uh, Wrong Turn 2. Wrong Turn 2? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's been in like a lot of parody movies, it looks like. Wow, like, so he's uh, uh, it's out of his normal typecast. Uh, Mr. Bungle, The Night They Came Home. Was he in Mr. Tingle or Mrs. Tingle? Uh, I don't see Mrs. Tingle on here, but I do see Now Apocalypse. Okay, well, <laughs> that's not Kevin Williamson's Mrs. Tingle, but I think I'll allow it. Okay, yeah, He was really good in uh, He Never Died. Have y'all seen that? No. No. Oh, I think it's still on Netflix. It's uh, one of those, like, it's it's uh, kind of low budget, mostly just follows him. He's this guy living in LA and kind of, like, weird, and uh, I, I don't want to give any, anything away, but it's a solid flick. Well, okay. I'm willing to check it out from him just yeah. because yeah. I liked his performance in this so much. I think this is the only movie I've ever seen of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah quick glance was, at his he IMDb. He did like an extended guest spot on Sons of Anarchy in the second season Ooh. where he played like a, like a neo-Nazi leader. Oh, gross. Yeah, gross. I like his <laughs> character better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know him. Um, I, I Doesn't uh, Sons of Anarchy have Dave Navarro in it too? Uh, yes, it does. <laughs> Wait, I can't picture Dave Navarro acting. Uh, I can't either. <laughs> all of his wooden brought to you by Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've watched all of Sense of Anarchy, and I cannot picture him acting either. <laughs> That's good. We're uh, I mean, yeah. obsessed with Ink Master, and I mean, he's great as a host for Ink Master, but he's got very much reality TV show host energy. That's his home. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think in Sons of Anarchy, if I remember correctly, he's playing like a Latino gangbanger or something like that, and you're like, really, Dave Navarro? <laughs> Latino gangbanger. I can't picture that from him at all. He looks like the devil all the time. Just the, like his facial well, hair. Well, because he... Like his eyebrows are groomed yeah, in such a he's way got the that's like, yeah, and then he's got the goatee, and then his hair progressively gets worse and worse throughout his life. Yeah, um, just like everybody. <laughs> okay, all right, we should uh, we should give our pre thoughts. Wait, wait what, 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 I yeah. have just one fun fact. There was so little information to be had on this movie, mm -hmm. um, other than if I wanted to look at the IMDb trivia page. But my stance on that, I think, is pretty well known. None yeah. of it can be validated. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Um, anybody could put whatever they want in there. But I did find some information from a interview with uh, Horror Junk uh, with David with David Lynch. Jesus Christ. Ooh, uh, <laughs> with Joe Lynch, where uh, he said that the inspiration for this movie came from 80s splatter sequels like Evil Dead 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Phantasm 2, okay. which... 
I think that fits the vibe, right? I definitely get the Texas Chainsaw. Like, there's even like straight up callbacks to Texas Chainsaw in this. I've noticed, and I I get the Evil Dead Two reference as well because Evil Dead Two I feel like is um a bit goofier in some ways uh, than the first bit? one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> very a... similar to this one compared to the first Wrong Turn. Yeah, this one definitely does take it a little bit more silly. It doesn't take itself as serious as the first one did. Now yeah. now we can go to pre-discussion thoughts and ratings. Okay, I'll... um, Actually, Brian, how about you start? What did you feel about this movie? How did you feel about it? I mean, what can you really say about a movie like this? It's honestly one of the best films I have ever seen in my life. I loved essentially every frame of this. Amazing. So 10 out of 10? Uh, I'd go 9 out of 10. Uh, This isn't really a spoiler, but in the the very first kill, they cut a woman in half and then drag both halves of her away, and there's not a blood trail on the ground, so that immediately knocked a point off for me. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. And the ultimate bad fake blood is no blood. Yeah. 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 That was a big oversight. Other than that, I thought the movie was stellar. Uh, So yeah, I'd go nine out of 10. Awesome. Cool. I'm kind of surprised uh, that you loved it as much. Um, If I listed all the other movies that I truly love, it would make sense. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) respect. (laughs) I, I don't judge anybody and how they feel about horror movies. So, you know, I welcome it. It's, it's cool. No judgment. Um, do you want me to go or do you, you want to go? You go. Okay. Please. Um, I think that this is a good one too. Uh, we talked about the original Wrong Turn almost a year ago exactly. Mm. And I uh, I maintained in that episode that I liked the original more than the sequel. And I think I still stand by that. <gasps> I think that the original is a better movie. Uh, it's better put together. It doesn't feel as cheap. Um and that's not necessarily a bad thing because, like, I know that they were bug Ted. I'm actually shocked at the $4 million bug Ted. But nevertheless, that is still a bug Ted. But the, uh, the effects are severely lacking for somebody that wanted to do something very splatter gory from the 80s, like you said. Um, I, I see the effort, though, and I like... The setting, I like, like that they're doing like a whole survival game show out there. That's like a really unique way to do this. Like usually people just do the easy thing, like the first one did, like going camping or something. Or well, actually, they weren't going camping; they were like going to a wedding or something. No, um, the one guy was going for his med school interview, yeah. and then the other group was going camping because Elijah Dushku's boyfriend broke up with her. That's right. Okay, so yeah, then that was. That one was kind of more... Generic. In real life, Eliza Dushku's boyfriend broke up with her, and so they were like, hey, do you want to come star in this movie? We'll pretend to go camping. And look True story that, behind the movie. It worked out great for her. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that this movie, I like it a lot, and I like what it does with uh, the sequel, like with continuing this story, even though it has no connection really to the first one, but I still think the first one's the best. I'm going to give this one a seven. Seven. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it an eight. So we're we're all right there. Um, that's gonna bring our average to an eight, actually. So good easy math for me. Love that. Uh I obviously was not the biggest fan of the first wrong turn. Yeah. Last year, and I maintained that this one is way more enjoyable for me. And I stand firm 
to that stance. Um, everything that I had a problem with in the first one where it felt like it was like loaded down with stereotypes and stupid decisions. This one is also loaded down with stereotypes and stupid decisions, but it is so fucking tongue in cheek that it feels like, hey, we realize that these are stereotypes and stereotypes are bad and these are stupid decisions and stupid decisions get you killed. So it, it kind of takes all of these bad things that I disliked in the first movie where they tried to play it totally straight and it's like, hey, we're all just here to watch shitty people get torn apart. And I don't really feel, I feel like this one actually manages to adjust those stereotypes because like people call each other out on those stereotypes mm -hmm. in this and actually just not really like... You get nice humanizing moments from a lot of the yeah, people. Yeah, and the deformities are explained to not be a result of incest. Like, Well, they are. They are. Well, it's not the main cause. Of yeah, the, but it, yeah, it explains how it could happen so quickly in just two generations. Yeah. That's un unlikely. Yeah. Um, the, the severity of yeah. their... It's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, having the poisoning, like nice little bit of retconning that was very much needed. All right, cool. All right, well, I like where we stand on this. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about it. And I see think it's going to be a fun land. time. I do too. All right, so. All right, we start off with a title card that um, is stupid. Can't make up its mind. Can't make up its mind. It's just a giant two, and then the letters pop up at various times, and we may or may not have already been a couple of drinks in. Uh, and we were trying to sound out whatever it was making with. <laughs> I like the idea of it. So it starts off with a two. So maybe it's meant to be read like two wrong. Two turn. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like two wrong turn. I don't know. Two wrong turn. Thanks for everything. <laughs> Thank you. Curious. <laughs> I think you cracked it. I think we've got the true title here. Um, we are in Greenbrier Backcountry, West Virginia. Hey. Okay. <laughs> um, Electric Avenue is playing, which uh, shout out to my sister Morgan because we have a dance to this. And Travis was immediately like a little meerkat alert and looking over at me to do the dance that me and Morgan came up with when um, we were in middle school to this song. Morgan, if you're listening, I can verify Jesse still does it every single time she hears the song. So... Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, shouting out another one of our regular listeners, my mama. Mama Mia. No, my mama. <laughs> Mia mama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> our opening kill girl is driving a red Ford Mustang convertible. What does that have to do with your mom? It's my mom's dream car. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I told her if I ever become rich and famous, I'm going to buy her one. So uh, people out there listening, uh, tell everybody about this podcast so we can be rich and famous and Mia Mama can yeah. drive her <laughs> dream car. Help us fund Jesse's mom a car. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's got a car, but like, you know, well, dream that's car. that's not really helping our argument here now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, Patton Oswald is currently yelling at her over her Bluetooth earpiece. That's where... <laughs> Most of the $4 million budget went to right there. <laughs> um, actually, I feel like they legitimately may have blown a lot of their budget on this opening. Yeah, because we got the American... This is Kimberly Caldwell, maybe? Something uh, like that? Yeah, Kim um, Caldwell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was a seventh placer on American Idol. Mm -hmm. um, in, in real life? Yeah. Wow, okay. 
Yeah. Um, like this is her like her actual name is Kimberly Caldwell. She was oh, so on, that was like yeah. a cameo. Yeah. Oh, I thought that that was a character. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's crazy. And honest to God, all I could picture when I heard Patton Oswalt was his uh, little penguin guy that he voices in Bojack Horseman. Oh yeah. I don't even. One. I didn't even see his actual face. I saw his little penguin business uh, entrepreneur face. He brought the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was he was he on the phone with Kimberly for her whole journey to the filming location because that's kind of how it felt. He was like, "Can you please hurry up and get there? I have something to do in two hours." And I'm like, "You can just <laughs> hang up the phone." Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is kind of a was... funny thought that like she calls him at the airport or something like that, and uh, you know he's <laughs> driving for like 50 miles, and this guy's like, <laughs> "Maybe she's like." Maybe she's one of those that she has to be talking to somebody as she drives. Um, sucks for her agent. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> well, and honestly, like he said that she's gonna get, he's gonna get ten thousand of the dollars if she wins, and if he has to be on the phone with her every time she's driving, I think he should be demanding more. That's true. Personally, I feel like ten percent is a really low cut for an agent. Um, it, I think it makes more sense if it's like a bigger contract, like a hundred thousand, maybe not, but. I don't know. Maybe he's getting ten percent of like everything else, which could be in the millions. You know, possibly. Yeah. But I think, I, I think fifteen is pretty standard, at least uh, in yeah the areas where I, I work. It's fifteen okay. usually. So ten percent was weird, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe I was just like wish fulfillment on the part of the writers, where they're creating a world <laughs> where their agents actually get less of the cut of like their paychecks. <laughs> he's wanting to like influence it a little bit. He's trying to put. Yeah. Out, he's like, Trust me, guys. This is the legit total. Yeah, he's like, if you're a good agent, yeah, if then you only take ten percent. Yeah, Pat Oswald, Oswald would, would never take more than ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she's driving. She's lost and confused. She is so lost and confused that she hits a guy, Ooh. and immediately uh, is like, "Oh shit, I fucked up." Um, but good on her because she actually goes over there to check on him and try and save him. Yeah, I was going to say there's two types of people in a horror movie vehicular accident. There's the Kimberly Caldwells and then there's the um, Peter, what's his last names in Hereditary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, generally, though, it's weird because I feel like you get killed either way. Like if you hit someone in a horror movie, you're kind of fucked. Like, if you stop, you're going to get murdered while you check on them. But if you keep driving, then they're going to, like, rise from the grave and kill you, like, the following summer or whatever. Yeah. Or you get um, imbued with a demon. Or that. Yeah. What's that from? Hereditary. Oh, yeah. Well, Hail Payman. Yeah. He was, he was already fucked but to begin with. Like, it didn't matter if you. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, okay. He had his shock response. She's having her shock response. Okay, okay. Um, they're mean? all valid, and they all result in devastation. I like how her shock response is to take two fingers and stick it down his throat. Yeah, people don't do that. I don't understand why. Like, she's like, oh, he's choking. Like, right? She's trying to make him vomit or something, but I isn't. What, what's the point? Don't know what of that? the fuck. Her being a dummy. That is pretty dummy right there. Yeah, like take. Listen, everybody, go to your local Red Cross or whatever. And take the single day CPR certification. It's good for you. You learn how to do it on adults, children, and babies. And yes, it will 
forever alter your psyche to pretend to do CPR on an infant-sized dummy, but you know what? It's good for you. Yeah, you have to, like, smack the shit out of them. Yeah. <laughs> you like, flip it over. Boom. <laughs> yeah, you, you take out all that aggression. <laughs> um, I was about to make a really dark joke. I'm not going to go there okay. today, though. It's okay. We don't have to <laughs> go there. I stopped myself. All right. Let's, let's talk about dummies sticking fingers down um, cannibals' throats. Well... When he coughs up some blood, which is never really addressed if that was his blood or blood that he'd been snacking on, or if that's just a thing his body does, like... I mean, he got hit by a car. He's got to be fucked up a little bit. I know that they're able to, like, they're durable and they're able to recover, but they still feel pain. Yeah. I thought that was, like, internal injuries that are probably stitching themselves back together or something. Canonically, according to the fourth one, the prequel, one of them does not feel pain. Yeah, he's not been introduced yet. He'll be introduced I'm in the third one. Just saying, we don't know that there aren't others in the family that this don't feel pain. This is how deep this series goes, by the way. We've only <laughs> been introduced to one of the main people here, Three Fingers. Um, three Finger. Oh, wait, no. They may be actually in... They're in the um, first one. They are in the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they for some reason they did a departure with Yeah, this Three one. Fingers the only one who appears in all um, of them. Five it's, out of the seven. Except for the very last one. He's not in part six. Yeah, he is. Nah. -uh. I'm pretty sure he is. No, it's no he's not. Maybe not. I don't know. Part six is the one with the fuckatorium. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just think that like he's he's such an iconic figure in the series. Like he's the one that everybody remembers. Yeah, and that's like one of the many flaws with part six. Because he's not in it? Yeah. Okay. Among several many other things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot to hate about that one. All right. So what happens is she tries to do CPR, but he like bites her tongue out. Um, I'm pretty sure he bites her lips off. Oh. Because yeah, like you can see her teeth. Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. begs the question... What kind of CPR was she doing? She doesn't know what she's doing. Like, she legitimately doesn't. Like, how did she get in such a position that he could get both her lips at once? She's, like, kissing, like, pursing her lips, like... But, like, how is she kissing, too, where, like... She's I feel blowing, like, like, a small amount of air out of it. She's like, you gotta really concentrate it. <laughs> like, it's gotta be, like, a tiny little beam of air going right down the throat. I mean, maybe she's watched, like, too many teen comedies, and she thinks that's what, like, CPR is. You know, like, the scene where, like, the kid pretends to drown on purpose so he can make out the uh, hot female lifeguard? Yeah, Wendy uh, Peppercorn! Ah, like, uh, yes! Yes! Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Maybe you she know, just fucking thinks that's CPR. <laughs> well, I think that she deserved... If she's dumb enough to hit somebody and dumb enough to try and kiss them back to life, and uh, mm -hmm. that's where she's at, I think she deserves what's coming because she gets up, she scrambles back to her car. We see a big deformed dude here. I think this is Pa, right? Pretty sure, yeah. And he takes an axe and he slices her in half in one swing. Either she's got a real soft, spongy body, or he's got a real strong downswing and a very sharp axe. Or both. Yeah. Hey, quick question for y'all. Which yeah. is the better bisection? This or the one from Terrifier? Terrifier. Oh, definitely Terrifier. Yes. Yeah. That's way, way cringier, I think. That's funny, because we, um, we actually talked to... Uh... Uh, Art the Clown, uh, David, David Howard Thornton. Thornton, yeah, on the podcast. We have covered it. Um, oh, shit, he talks? That's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. I know. <laughs> He's a super friendly guy. Like, He's super it's... friendly. He talks a lot, but it's kind of funny. Like, uh, he was talking about people at cons going up to him and like just like hanging upside down and be like, "Please cut me in half." <laughs> I forgot what he called it. He was like the oh, the crack of dawn. Yes, is what he refers to that scene as. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it was pretty great. But yes, I I, th- I think that this right here is probably the best that the movie looks. So like the effect there is amazing. I feel like it's all practical here. Uh, yeah, they're they do a lot of practical effects. I remember this because we watched. Um, we went along and did all of the kill counts as we were going through the series. This is the and, first. This is the one that introduced us to the kill count. Series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he really liked all of the practical effects with all of it, but then they go in and they add a bunch of digital stuff too, which ruins a That's lot of what the practicality kills a lot of, of it. This movie for yeah. me is the digital stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, budget Bug Ted movies are like, you know. Practical is your way. Like, yeah, that's everybody where you will get forgive to shine. you. Yeah, like you don't have the budget to do these CGI effects, and this movie it had the bucktad, and damn, they really wanted to try and get the effects. It's because it was two thousand fucking seven. I know. And people were it like, didn't mm, age well. CGI is uh, the way of the future, Trust kiddos. Us, bro, they won't know. It'll look exactly like the real thing. <laughs> yeah. You seen that Bayo shit? Uh, Beowulf <laughs> shit in theaters. People love computer animation. Talking about Grendel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then we go to um, an introduction, trailer, teaser. I'm not entirely sure for this reality show called The Apocalypse. We've got Jonesy who skateboards badly. Jonesy is the worst fucking character. Jonesy. That's yeah, so why I call yeah, him Jonesy. Quick, quick question. You have to be trapped in a room with either Jonesy or the kid from the Babadook. Which one do you pick? Oh, kid from the Babadook. Fuck. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, Jonesy is just like, he's too much, man. Even to his very end in this movie, he does not stop. Yeah, he, he gets slightly better for like a, second? a line or two. Yeah, and then, but then yeah. he automatically like reverts back. Like he regresses. And I'm offended that he gets to share a name with the cat from Alien. Jonesy? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's intentional since the tagline was also a call yeah. to Alien. Yeah, so. I get it, yeah. Um, we got Elena. She's sexy. That's her only character trait. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Nina. She's an artist and a vegan and kind of a bitch, I think, is what we're supposed to think. I like how dramatically she picks up her stylus and starts drawing on her computer, though. My name's Nina. <laughs> And it's just like just I wish drawing. they I wish we could have heard the little scritchy scratch of it on <laughs> her on her tablet. Yeah, you just hear like the tapping of a screen like I do that shit every single week, by the way. I know. Yeah. That's not it doesn't look as fun as that. Listen, do you know how expensive it is to replace a stylus? Shit's hard, man. It doesn't look as fun as that. Um Jake. He plays football. His name's actually Texas Battle, and he's got a bad shoulder. Anybody, <laughs> anybody that casts this guy in a movie, they don't need to give him a name. They like just give him his actual yeah. name, like Texas Battle. Like, fuck, I can't believe I didn't even think of a name as cool as that. We're using your real, like, real name in this movie. Because the directors are like, nobody's gonna believe that this guy is gonna have such a cool name as Texas Battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't believe it, honestly. <laughs> Um, and then we've got Amber. She is in the military. Yeah. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Badass. Marine. Yeah. But she also went to West Point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Marines can go to West Point, can't they? 
No. No, no, no. Is it only no, army? No. Yeah, West Point's for the army. Yeah, okay. that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a continuity error. I feel like I definitely should know that. Um, and I'm kid. definitely sure my mom's going to yell at me. It's fine. Mm. Um, like, I don't think anybody in my... F- well, I don't... You know what? I don't know. I'm going to stop talking before I say the wrong thing. Okay. More. Um, so we got this director named Michael, but he's M now because he wants to be cool. Um... Uh, I like his shirt though. He's wearing a battle royale short uh, shirt. You know the movie Battle Royale. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm. Well, I like it. This is the only redeeming quality of this guy. In what this... if yeah. <laughs> M did a remake of Battle Royale and cast Texas Battle in it? I would watch that. And we would call Ooh. it Texas Battle Royale. Texas. That... This uh, this is getting too close to Texas Roadhouse. What? I don't know. It's just like, in my mind is like Texas Battle Royale. Like, that sounds like a restaurant. Yeah, you, you know in France, they actually call it Texas Battle Royale. Texas Battle... Uh, Texas, uh, Texas Battle Royale with cheese. <laughs> so that was a big reach. I think I, like, strained the muscle reaching uh, right there. Um, I, I like the uh, the concept of a restaurant called Texas Battle Royale, though, because you have to, like, fight for your food. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That would be great. Yeah, you have to just fight a fucking steer or something like that. You yeah, know? it's yeah. – okay, so there's, like, Brazilian steakhouses, right, where, you, like, you pick the meat and they cook it for you, like, right at the table. Yeah. Um, this is, like, a step further than that where you have to, like, actually kill the you animal. You have to fight it yeah. to the death. <laughs> yeah. Yes, You're, like, I love pit. that. It's like Roman Colosseum style. <laughs> Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. I like it. It's like the battle with the lions. Yeah. But you're only like given a fork because you have to eat it raw. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. So um, we got director M. Um, his girlfriend Mara is the producer and he's kind of an asshole to her. Uh, we got Dale. He's a host. He is a vet as well. Yes, very clearly a Marine. Yeah. Um, so Kimberly is a no-show, and they can't wait to uh, start filming. So M convinces Mara to be the sixth contestant, saying that she already knows the show and blah, 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 blah. And she really doesn't want to. She's like, <laughs> she's got t- total Bella Swan yeah. energy. She's like, I can't go to the dance. I'm too, too clumsy. clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I don't get is if they just need like a warm body to fill the sixth role, why why isn't he just like, hey, just go on, do like the first day, we'll vote you off first, and then you can just Yeah. Hang out. Like, exactly. Yeah. I like that's really the only fair way to do it. So you need to fill out the cast. She already knows everything in the game. I would if I was another contestant and I saw her like making it farther than me, I'd be pissed. Yeah, because you would feel yeah. cheated a little bit. Unless it was Jonesy, and then we'd be like, "That's okay, Jonesy can go before Mara, yeah, and then Jonesy. we'll get rid of Mara." Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, For the love of God, someone kill Jonesy. <laughs> I, I just don't understand her reasoning though, because her line is, "I'm a complete, you know, I'm a complete geek without my BlackBerry or Cell." Aren't they the same thing? That's what I wrote. I yes. said BlackBerry and Cell. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I think this was 2007, where they were like trying to kill, like people didn't know what either of those things were. I guess maybe. Like, I guess yeah, it was still very but, new at the time. Wait, they had like, oh, I remember they used to have like a Palm Pilot that was like not a cell phone and you'd get that as like your personal digital assistant and then have a cell phone. So maybe that's kind of like what they were going for. That was a major plot point in Pinnacle Movie of the Munas era 
big fat liar. Um, <laughs> the turning point once for some may say. That's, that was why they said Blackberry and sell in this because they didn't want anybody to think they were ripping off big fat liar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So um, Nina is listening to music. They have not had any of their stuff collected from them yet, which just feels completely implausible to me. Yeah. Because um, Nina's just sitting there listening um, on probably her Zune or whatever to some music. Yeah, Zunes, man. And uh, Texas Battle, comes, I'm just going to call, I'm not going to call him Jake. Uh, Texas, Texas Battle, Battle comes over and it's like, hey, Nina, it's time to go. And she's like, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah, so like, you already whoa. know what her role is on the show. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, she's totally filling that like reality TV squad right there, like that character, because there's always that one person. And the thing is, though, they try and make it seem like it's genuine. Like she is really that standoffish, even when the cameras aren't on, which I find a little bit unbelievable. Like she's just, she's just so like standoffish. Um, and he's like, he's just a nice guy, and he's just like trying to be like, hey, it's time to go. Boop, yeah. Boop, boop. Um, and then she's like, leave me alone. And he's like, fine, I'm going to eat your granola bar. And she's like, I'm vegan. There's nothing in the woods for me to eat. And I was like, <laughs> the woods is plants. Nina. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the best lines in the entire thing for me. I'm like, <laughs> like, listen, I am also vegan. If I knew I was going to be on a reality show, you know what I would be doing? I would be studying all the plants that you cannot eat and the plants you can eat. It would be like an Uber Eats commercial, except actually useful. You could just be like an herbivore and just like eat leaves. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be like the long neck dinosaurs you're, in you're, the land before time. Your neck might actually grow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he um, he decides to rub it in her face. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be mean, too. So he eats her granola bar, but not all the way. And then as he's walking away, he just crumbles the rest of it up and throws it on the ground littering that is probably his worst trait in this movie is the littering is it littering if it's like nuts or granola right like it's got the wrapper okay the wrapper there okay it's not biodegradable okay true i think i'm a little bit disappointed texas yeah plus like honestly if like if it's not from that environment you're changing the environment by introducing it so even if it is organic like it's still not it's still littering that's a good point i never considered that there's a whole Simpsons episode about why you can't introduce new organisms into specific environments. Yep, exactly. Well, we'll have to watch that after this. <laughs> so when do they go to Australia? <laughs> um, so I just wrote Dale equals Jeff Probst because um, he's like around the fire and he's explaining the rules and he kind of doesn't like some of these people and isn't shy about showing it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to try and talk about the rules as much as I can. Because okay, I'm glad you wrote them down because they were so nonsensical to me that I was like, this is fucking stupid, but I know the game is going to end very quickly. I, so I want to underline... I want to make it very clear that I'm trying the best that I can because I don't have a full <laughs> grasp on how this shit works. I don't know if they <laughs> That did. is what the writers of the show said. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine Dell also has no idea. He's just reading from a teleprompter. He's like, what the fuck? All right. So it's something like um, they have like uh, radiation elimination cards or something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of each day, one card is like infected with radiation Mm -hmm. and you can either have it at the end of the day and like do a challenge and give it to somebody else Mm -hmm. 
or something. Yep. Um, but then there are also these things out in the wild. The there are twists traps, of fate. Twists of fate traps. Yeah. Where you just trip them whenever you accidentally walk over something. And that presents like a scenario that you have to go collect a card doing some kind of task and put it in the slot and so save yourself. This makes me think of our two separate forays into RPGs. Yeah. Wherein both the games were super complex rules and were meant to go on for much longer but you and I are terrible people and made completely selfish decisions yeah. in both games and ended the games in under an hour. If you want anybody, if you're doing like some kind of role-playing game like D&D &D or something and you want it to be ruined, bring us onto yeah. your team. We will fucking be those people. Yeah, we did, did one. It was like based on like Lovecraft stories. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that one like was it was just over. And Karen's like... Well, this is supposed to go a lot longer, but you guys, um, so, yeah, you, you guys, guys survived. Him. Uh, you weren't, I wasn't expecting, <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting you all to unanimously agree to sacrifice this guy. Yeah, everybody bought into it. We, I think we like, we convinced her, like, listen, guys, like, this is the way to go, right? You're yeah, like, he was kind of an asshole anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. and then the other one was the, um, it was the one in the haunted house where, yeah. um, Kelsey was invisible. Yeah, she was invisible. She's, she had to get to another room and all of this, and then we just figured out what we needed to do right away, and they were like, well, um, this all game right. really goes on longer. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was fun time. So, yeah. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to not have fun with an RPG, <laughs> invite us. Yeah, we're great at it. <laughs> but this is all of this to say that I feel like if um, they had the wrong group of people here for this reality tv show it would be over in a day yeah like okay, they're paired up in teams right yes. But the teams have no actual significance like they're not actually on teams it's kind of like on ink master where they have teams but they're but not they're, like, yeah. still competing against each other yeah. yeah um i did appreciate that they took the opportunity to make a poop joke uh, they make several in this movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but this one was uh, from Jonesy. It was one of the moments that I actually kind of got a laugh out of uh, me Which from one, one of his lines. Because uh, he was like, oh, number two, I just took one back at the camp. I hated that. That's so stupid. <laughs> he, Jonesy's the type pretty... of guy, he just takes like the low-hanging fruit and he thinks that he's so proud of it too when he does because he thinks nobody else thought of that joke. And Sometimes he thinks, it's funny though. He thinks that it's so clever and original. I just can't stand him. It was just like all the fart jokes during Hogzilla last Those weekend. Those were good fart jokes. This is not a good one. Also, I don't think legally you're allowed to tell Jonah Ray one of his jokes aren't funny. I think you can. Not legally. Oh, okay. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's as much of the game as I gathered. I don't know. I don't know if Dale knows, but he sums it up. And, uh, all right, so they all go out into the wild they are regrouping in 1800 hours mm -hmm. so back at the campsite i guess that's where um so i think they're they're actually expected to the game is set for five days and they're expected to actually go out and live in the wild for five days seems like it but they come back they report back to the base every 1800 hours oh, at 1800 that's 6 p.m how are they able to um keep track of time they, they probably have watches. They didn't seem very strict on collecting people's uh, they stuff. Co they collected cell phones. Yeah, but if somebody had, say, a cell phone and a BlackBerry um, <laughs> yeah. and hadn't disclosed that, then, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I like that. I like how they just send them all out into the woods to get food with like nothing. Just like, you know, <laughs> just go get hey, it. Go find food now. Like catch, catch a fucking deer with your bare hands. Like what are they doing? They're <laughs> developing the Texas battle Royale restaurant chain. Yes. <laughs> and they're doing it with Alina actually. This is because, uh, uh, M or Michael decides to uh, Michael. follow J- uh, Jake and Alina. Yeah, he's first. like as planned. Yeah. which immediately I'm like, mm, what's that mean? Well, <laughs> yeah, which uh, immediately also I'm like, these teams clearly were Designed. set up a certain way. Yeah. So, uh, his like assistant director or whatever, I guess is going to um, go back to the RV. He's like, I got to take a week at piss, mate. Um, <laughs> flawless accent on my right, part. Right, yeah. Um, and then Jonesy's uh, making a joke. This is where I fall in love with Dale. Yes. Uh, so Jonesy makes a joke about these pig fuckers down the road, and Dale is like, I grew up two counties from here. These stereotypes are dangerous. Like, he completely dresses him down, and Jonesy looks like he might pee his pants, and I love it. Yeah, because he's he's giving him shit for doing the stereotypes, which is a thing that we talked about mm-hmm. in the first movie, mm-hmm. where it's very much, like, stereotyping, you know, s- southern people, like, saying that they all fuck Appalachia. their cousins. Yeah, like, incest, Specifically, like that. yeah. Um, which is funny. I, um, I actually looked, I found, like, a map I wasn't researching this. This is on like the subreddit cool guide. Somebody made a map of all of the places where you can legally marry your cousin. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky and West Virginia both are illegal to do so. So oh, illegal. Nice. Illegal. Yeah. And it's it, they, be... they have, it, well, sometimes if you have to make a law about something, that just means it's been happening all the time. That, yeah, but he's true. not my cousin. He's my <laughs> first cousin. You'd be surprised where it is legal, though. There's a lot of places where it is. But is it, is it legal in California? It is. I'm not asking because I have a hot cousin or anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, Cal- California was one of the ones I was shocked by that it is legal. Wow. Um, Which? That's crazy. Okay. 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 I've got to bring up Clueless because this is a point of contention because uh, you get yes. so mad at Cher and Paul Rudd. You're like, Oh, they're uh, ex stepbrother and stepsister, mm-hmm. and now they're dating. Except they're living in California, legal, and she makes a Kentucky joke, illegal. That is illegal. Oh wow! But I'm not <laughs> debating the legality of it. I'm debating the fucked upness of it. Yeah, no, it's definitely still weird. It is. Thank it you is... for actually saying that. That's the I've first never time you've said it's said not that. weird. I just like. You refuse to have any kind of nuanced discussion about it. You just it. don't want to diss on Paul Rudd. <laughs> no, I don't. Is. No, because I'm a good person. <laughs> okay, like kind of like step stepsister stepbrother thing aside, but they make a really cute couple. You have to admit that. They oh, do. so beautiful. It's fine. I, I I won't disagree on that. So beautiful. They um, have great back and forth. They just have fun together. Speaking about the movie here, I um I think that it which, also lends which itself. Movie? Wrong turn to. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is now a clueless so, podcast. Okay. Yeah, halfway through, we're switching to clueless. No. I, 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 I mean, I could talk to I was just about the Money Buddy Boston's appearance in Clueless alone. Yes. So. Well, I Where could probably. Go? That could be half of the Somebody episode. I suppose. The other half would be me talking about how weird it is that he falls in love with his stepsister. That would be it. We'd have a full episode there. But this on this movie, okay. I think that it lends credibility. Like it, it becomes authentic because the fact that he's talking about counties that is like 
small town like West Virginia Appalachia shit right there where you don't talk about cities you talk about counties because most of these places don't really have enough cities to qualify to be recognizable yeah like well and also you've got the whole count like the cities are so tiny but the county goes beyond just where the city is like you think yeah. Lexington Fayette mm-hmm I mean, it's that's it right there. Like you say, Lexington, Fayette County is just kind of all together. Yeah. Whereas, like, we've got Harlan County. It's Technically, huge. your parents don't live in Harlan; they live in Baxter. Uh, yeah. So. Question. It, yeah. Sorry. Clarifying question. Why do you say Lexington, Fayette, instead of just saying Flexington? That feels like it would like be a lot simpler. Ooh, I like, I like that. that. Yeah, Flexington. <laughs> yeah, we have to all dedicate to be like swole over here. I don't think we can yeah. Do yeah. Where you from? Flexington, son. <laughs> yeah, Flexington. <laughs> Check out these guns. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna. We're gonna get that to catch on. Flexington County. Flexington. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay. But yes, I, I love that he addresses him down and he like shits on him for doing stereotypes because yes. that was a big problem of the first movie. I think that's a lot of Jonesy's role here too, because later on he's going to be a lesbian fetishist yeah. and, um, she calls him out on it and he's like, damn, I'm just, he's like, I really needed to get out of my small world and be exposed to more things. Yeah. <laughs> and- but then he immediately makes another fucked up joke right I after know. his moment of supposed understanding. So like <laughs> one second later, like he immediately goes back to it. Another thing I hate about him is he is like a professional skater. Like he is, he's been in the X games and that's too cool for him. He's not cool enough to be a skater, I don't think. Yeah, and, like, he has no sense of drive or responsibility. And, like, all professional athletes, even if they're doing a sport like skateboarding, are driven, responsible, like, yeah. hardworking. Like, that's yeah. just not... He has no discipline. He's, like, he's the guy who, who, like, thinks he can get into the X Games, doesn't practice, and fails out immediately. Exactly. I mean, that was his video during the intro, was him skateboarding and then falling and be like, you need to cut that. Like, seriously, it can't go in the final cut. But he said, like, whenever, um, what's her face, sexy girl, Elena, Elena. Uh, talks to him about it, he's trying to, like, hit on her. She's like, I, um, I wouldn't, I would be maybe interested if I didn't want you wipe out on the X Games. He's like, well, I won the street skating competition, and it's like, Okay, so he actually is good at this shit. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just which, don't which like, I just don't buy for his character. Like, I don't it just either. doesn't make sense that he's he fucking good sucks. at anything, considering how like extreme his character is. You know. Yeah. All right. So we see um, the Australian dude that Jesse does a great accent of getting uh, his head. Scalped. Was he Australian? I thought he was British. I don't know. I thought it was Australian, but like he's like getting his head scalped. Yep. On camera. On camera. So this is another problem I have with this uh, show is that it would be terrible to actually watch because they've got the cameras, like GoPro-esque type cameras on everybody's head, and then they've got all of these like high up cameras in the trees. There is not going to be any kind of good footage to watch. Like Halloween Resurrection has a better camera setup Mm -hmm. than this does. Like, yeah, it's it's not going to be good TV. It's going to be shitty camera quality the entire way. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to see that here in a minute where Nina and Mara are running together. And I'm like, what footage are we going to watch that anybody's going to actually enjoy? It's it's my biggest problem with found footage movies that is that half of it's just like shaky cam shit. But you also have Michael out there actually recording with a camcorder, too. Yeah, but he's just doing like the confessional type stuff. Oh, is that all The talking heads. That's what it looked like. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to say, though, I did like the fact that they have like found footage as like a minor element in this, but mostly it's traditionally shot. So yeah. I thought that yeah. was, I think if it was all found footage, it would have been like unwatchable. 
Yeah, no, but, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, I don't think. No, but yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting to like... Well, because it takes away from some of the fun of like it being a reality show and we see like all of the setting up and stuff that goes on in the background. Um, you don't get to see that if you're just watching it all like as reality show found footage. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, so Mara reveals that Nina was picked because she was a vegan and they thought it would be funny to watch her in the woods, which again, I need to bring out the point that plants is woods. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's easier to catch a plant than it is to catch a deer, I promise. Yeah, like, okay, so um, Dale is setting stuff up that the techies didn't finish setting up. Um, he gets back to his little four-wheeler and discovers two of the tires have been hit with arrows. That's a problem. He was like, ah, fucking weekend warriors. So he's assuming that it's just like business people out there hunting and being really bad at hunting. Yeah. Uh, which I could see it if it was one tire, but the fact that it's two tires, I'm like, that's two Yeah, right. Shots like right nobody's there. mistaking yeah. a four-wheeler for like a deer two times. <laughs> And that's when he finds a broken camera, and then he gets shot at, and he's running through the woods. Yeah, and he gets knocked out by Pa. Um, we cut to Amber being annoyed by Jonesy. Same. Um, and she points out that there's no animals or birds. Because as we know, birds are not animals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> blackberries are not cell phones. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um... Then we get casual lesbian fetishism. Yeah, like, yeah, she tells him, like, hey, which, have you not no. gotten the hint? Like, I'm not into dudes. Which, what hint? Yeah, right. What Just, hint was she giving? Because, like, no, like, I guarantee you most people are going to act this way to Jonesy. Like, yes! He, he's going to be like, everybody I've met is a lesbian? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's just, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit bad for him because he just is so stupid. <laughs> um, we see Jake talking about his shoulder injury um, and Elena tries to flirt with him and Jake is like, what? I no, like his like look like... to the camera. He's like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> but I mean, I do like that he was like, you said this is going to be a family show. I've got because like... Because she immediately gets like actually naked. <laughs> like Yeah. And he's actually recording her nudity. Which like... What channel is this meant to go on? Because well, I mean, there are. I mean, look at there's a fucking show called Naked and Afraid. You know where people go out into the wild and are naked. They just put but bars. I was around. gonna say you don't see titties. You don't. No, but like you know, I guess they still film it technically. Uh, Mara sets off a twist of fate. She's been poisoned by anthrax and has to find the antidote down in a van. Down by the river. In two minutes. In two minutes. <laughs> and she's like, Nita, come with me. We need your footage. And that's where I was like, no, I would not watch this show. I would be fucking annoyed. Yeah. Um, She beats the challenge. She's so excited. She's She feels strong. And, and Nina's actually getting connected too. Yeah, Nina's like, like hell she's opening yeah. Up. Woo. We cut back real quick to Alina trying to get Jake to strip down and go swimming with her. And he's like, no, I don't want to. And then he walks away, and then Elena's like, listen, I came here to be on camera, and I will do whatever it takes. And then she uh, goes to town on... Sucks a pee-pee. Yeah. Suckles a pond. Um, Mara and Nina happen to see this. Mm-hmm. And Nina is like, listen, he, contrary to... um." 
Glenn Danzig. He is a goddamn son of a bitch. Christian <laughs> 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 Glenn Danzig is also kind of a goddamn son of a bitch, like outside like, of the song. I looked at your face. You you knew I was trying not to sing it, didn't you? <laughs> to me, it looked like a mouthful. <laughs> Restarting. <laughs> well, I wanted to sing the song, and I was like, I can't do that. Um, yeah, so... Nito's like, I caught my fiance in bed with my best friend. Wow, that sucks. To make it worse, he like charged a bunch of shit to her credit cards. So that's why she's on the show to try and pay off her credit cards and get him out of her life. Yeah, she um, had the worst fucking boyfriend ever. Fiance. Fiance, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we're getting and, a little bit of background for him. Yeah. And she's like, let's go kick his ass. And Mara's like, is that what you did? And she's like, yep, send him to the hospital. Not ashamed at all. And I was like, you know, sometimes somebody just needs their ass kicked. It's yeah. fine. Um, but uh, um, Mara's like, I don't want to do that. That's not me. I'm not like you. I'm sorry how that came out. Like, <laughs> How was it supposed to come out, Mara? What yeah. did you mean by it? Which, that's not even like an insult, right? Because she's like, the way that she's talking about it, she's proud of it. And she's like, I'm not like you. Like, I just, I don't fight and it's like okay that's fine it's one thing to be like i'm not like you like okay yes we are factually different people i don't want to be like you oh so that's how it's gonna be yeah that's where that's where it's what she said yeah i don't want to be like you yeah oh okay that is a little bit worse that's true but nina doesn't take any offense Nina does take offense. Yeah, she does. does. <laughs> Internally, she's like, it's okay. But she does have that pissed off face still. No, she didn't. Okay, dude, you completely missed her tone. She, she was like, it's okay. She's like, oh, it's okay. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of wish she'd just be like, you know what, you're right. I am angry and isolated all the time, and I don't want other people to feel like me. You know? <laughs> I mean, she did say, um, I don't know if you noticed, but I can be a bitch. So, nah, she knows who she is. So, we cut back to Jonesy and Amber, and uh, Amber's finally like, hey, stop being, like, a fucking creep. And he's like, okay, from now on, you'll just be the uptight lesbian sister I never had. Even then, just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this guy does not have an off switch. I can't stand him. Hey, and um, now that we're family, how many chicks have you been with or something like that? Yeah. Like, like, okay, like, which is that a a question that you would ask your uptight lesbian sister? No, (laughs) you know, he's probably the type of dude that is like into like that incest porn stuff, too. Well, then he's in the right movie, he is, (laughs) that's true. Um, they find some food cooking. Have they done like like an incest porn parody of Clueless yet? Because they should, I bet that they have. Well, I mean, Clueless is already almost like Travis. <laughs> stop it! It's already almost there. They have to, that has to exist, right? <laughs> yeah, 34. I mean, it's there. Like all of the people, it's like a fan edit where they like play the like actual movie, but then they like intercut like actual like scenes of somebody else having sex. Into okay, it. you, like, you, you keep talking about wrong turn too. I'm gonna look up the Clueless uh, incest porn parody real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. All right. So um. Um, Jonesy actually smells food, so they uh, they both go and search for it, and they find what looks like a hunter's camp where people are barbecuing something, some mystery meat. And they decide that they're going to bring this food back to camp because they're like, oh, you know, if these other people um, feel like they owe us one, they might not give us their radiation cards. Yeah. So they are playing the strategy. Yeah. And surprisingly, it was Jonesy that came up with that idea. 
maybe he's playing a character. Like he's being that guy where like see, like secretly he knows what he's doing. Maybe I think maybe he has a plan to act a certain way on camera, but I also feel like so much of him can't be that intentional. Would you Would you watch this reality show? Probably not. Probably like I, I just said that I hate all of the angles they have for the cameras. I know, but like I'm starting to get like Survivor vibes from this. And yeah, Survivor has like an actual camera crew out there though. Well, they have Mike out there. I don't know. He's not really doing shit, but he's there. <laughs> so Dale wakes up. He's uh, strung up on a deer stand and three fingers there. He's prepping some food. He's wearing a toupee. Yeah. He found himself a nice head of hair, and he's... He, it's he, Neil's hair. It is, it's Neil's hair. It's the techie dude, um, and I like that he actually wears this throughout the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. like, in this entry, Threefinger wears a toupee the entire I time. I wish she'd been wearing it in part three, also. It would have been nice, right? Like, some continuity, like, <laughs> that's just part of his character the rest of the series. Um... Mara finds a cabin and she was like, I'm just going to go in there and call back to the hotel where the rest of the crew is at. And uh, Nina somehow is the voice of reason. She's like, we can't go into this cabin. Like, we don't know who lives here. We could get shot. This is West Virginia. That's a very valid concern. And when I bring up in so many movies, you do not just go into a stranger's house. Yes, this is very much your your thing here that bothers you the most when it comes to horror movies. Like, it doesn't even have to be, like, the main killer of a movie. Like, you just don't break into somebody's house. Yeah. You don't do it. Which is weird for her, right? Because, like, she, she's the most reserved character that we have. She's the most, like, she's not spontaneous. And yeah, I, did, I didn't really have that decision either on her part. Yeah, it just kind of felt like I could see this being Nina, but, like, with Mara, like, you know, yeah. like, you could have, like, reversed it a little bit. You could have yeah. said the same outcome, you know? Yeah, I just... Elena could do that, maybe, because she's, like, the sexy but kind of entitled one, so, like, I could see her doing that. yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it just, it, it bothered me, and that's probably, like, I know, yeah, you know, we've talked to um, directors before who have been, like, one of the hardest things nowadays is you have to figure out a way to cut off communication because everybody has cell phones. But I do like that it at least ruined this fucking trope of we're going to go into somebody's house, even though they're not home, and try to use their phone because people aren't going to assume that people have home phones anymore. Yeah. Okay, so while they're in the house, they're, just looking around, yeah. just browsing. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. fine. It's so it's super Like casual. you do when you're totally innocent. <laughs> um, and they find family photos and start dunking on the family. Like, whoa, look at these fucking ugly, ugly. Uglies. Uglies. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they hear some screaming. They peek out into the main room and see one of the cannibals going into labor and delivering a monster baby in some green sludge. Yeah, what a, a uh, fucking introduction right here. Like they just prop her up on the kitchen table and it's like, This is a nice quick delivery, though, at least. Good it for is. her. Like she, uh, she's done this before, it looks like. Yeah, she's like, ah, fuck. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, nah, I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. <laughs> I'm having to roll myself in right now. <laughs> um, Nina and Maria are spotted, and they manage to escape through um tearing tearing up this cabin's floors. Like honestly, fuck this house. And the, yeah, 
Man, fuck this house. Full circle. Well done. Um, honestly, in this moment, the mutants do have like stand your ground on their side. Yeah, they're they're not in the wrong right. At and this I moment. I hate to be like this is an instance where stand your ground should be used. But people like breaking into your house, tearing up your floorboards. Like I don't know how I would react if I came into that. Yeah, yeah, like this is a total castle doctrine thing. Like, yeah, I met like walking into our house and somebody is looking at pictures of our pets on the wall and being like, "Man, look at these ugly ass pets." Oh, by the way, we ripped a hole on your floor. I'm like, yeah, and you know what? I am gonna come running after you, bitch. But also, like, you're yeah. also walking into your house and you're like, "Fuck, I really have to have a baby right now." And then you like lay on the table <laughs> and just like, Ugh. and then you see these people ripping up the boards of your floor. Like, oh, okay, cool. Great time. I don't need this right now. I have a newborn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't you see it's all fucked up? It's all green down there. <laughs> I clearly have an infection and I we live in America. I don't have access to good health care. Yeah. Uh, bad time. So yeah, they, they are justified in being a little bit upset at this right here. So they go chasing after them. Um we get the shocking death here. Um, the girl that we figured was going to be our final girl, Mara, she gets killed by one of the worst fucking effects in yeah. this entire movie. Yeah. This is it's just like a CG axe. And you know what? It's fine if you make it a quick cut and you don't see it again. But it lingers on the head because like it's like one of those like little steady cam shots of her like facing her as she's running through the woods. You can see the axe wiggling around because they're just like the people that are doing the effects are struggling to keep it in place on her head. Two, two things. Okay. One, don't most people want to linger on the head? Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> two, since we also watched Jack Frost last night, let me ask you a question. That's true. <laughs> but Jack Frost did the axe better than Wrong Turn 2 did because it's just... The CGI axe just kills it for me. Like, well, the rest of the effects in Jack Frost are also terrible. But they're practical. Yeah. Like, terrible practical is always acceptable. Terrible CGI is always terrible. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, there's just, like, no redeeming qualities to it. Like, at least if you're doing practical, I can say they tried. They did something. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Just knowing that there was effort put into it, you know, yeah. is helpful. Mina throws off her camera and hides behind a rock and manages not to get found. So then we realize that we're going to be stuck with a lot more Nina throughout the rest of the movie. Because she is now the founder. Yeah. Yay, like, Nina! Well, <laughs> her and Dale are the most likable characters left. And I guess Jake is okay, too. Jake, Jake too, I think. Yeah. I, I, like, I know he grew on me over the... Over the over the film like he was a little like kind of like stereotypical shitty jock at the beginning but he became he his character grew it was nice yeah yeah, yeah you get more backs he's actually pretty wholesome as you yeah. as you go through um yeah. we cut back to m um he said he asked elena she's good like, <laughs> yeah. with all the energy of somebody who has never known the difference between a fake and real orgasm. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> and he's like, could you not tell Mara? Because I really think she's the one. Which is funny because she said before when she discovered him cheating, so like, I think he's the one. He's like, yeah, I think she's the one. And he's just there cheating on her. Like, fuck this guy too. Douchebag. Yeah. Um, 
she uh she's like tell mara i said hi yeah. like basically like if you don't make me the star of the show i'm gonna ruin your life i've said it before i'll say it again post not clarity right there he's like fuck yeah he's like oh shit. oh she can actually blackmail me now oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> um she's like i'm in a state of tan and um one of the cannibals is in the woods jerking it um but he gets caught by his sister girlfriend his, yes my mommy girlfriend um so he gets caught she smacks him kills elena real quick because she's like i don't have time to deal with you we need you dead so that way i can go fuck my brother boyfriend super jealous Um, it's like it's a jealousy kill speaking of brother boyfriend how is it coming on the clueless porn search brian oh yeah oh uh yes there actually is a clueless porn parody it's called cumless oh my god that sounds terrible (laughs) Starring Brittany Amber, Anna Fox with three X's, Mary Moody, and Siren Demur. That just makes me yep. think that um, he can't he can't finish. Yep. Like, and at the end, yeah, at the end, the girl who plays uh, uh, Cher, whose name is Charlotte in this, uh, does in fact lose her virginity to her stepbrother. Wow. Okay. Well, we actually have official confirmation. I'm I'm glad that we know that that exists. Yeah, I actually tweeted you a link. Uh, uh, <laughs> so if you want to check it out, by the way, the weird thing about this movie, it came out on February 20, 21st, 2018. So like 23 years after after the original movie. Damn. So wow. I'm really disappointed in the porn industry. It took them that long. Man, I am actually honestly kind of disappointed too. I think it's, I think I like the title, but man, like it sounds like a completely different movie than what you think a porn would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cumless. It's a pretty, pretty good title on like the whole, it's a, just about her journey where like she goes from being cumless to coming. So that's good. <laughs> a real hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> or shell. Um. Okay, oh god, so, I forgot uh, where I'm at. <laughs> All right, so okay. it, it cuts on, back. Uh, okay. Charlotte has a crush on her stepbrother, but couldn't make a move on him, which makes her sad. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, I, want, I want the guy that looked like Paul Rudd too. Yeah. Um, okay, so we cut back to Dell. He manages to wrestle his way out of his situation and. Uh, wrestles three finger and cuts his little restrainers away and then he gets a shotgun and shoots three finger and blast that motherfucker into the lake he hoots all the way across the lake he hoots into the holler he ooh, oh nice <laughs> i like it. by the way for those of you not from the area a holler is an actual term um that's a yell no, like a hauler, like down oh, in the yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah down yeah. the haulers, yeah. basically like down in the, like the area. Like yeah, like it's like, like a hills. little, like you got mountains and it's like the area in between in the mountains. The like yeah, yes. it's a hauler. Exactly. Um, so, man, I'm just really proud of making a hoot and hauler joke. I, I, I didn't think that, was, that I had the comedy chops for it, was really, it, but it was there really we are. Yeah, I'm proud um, of <laughs> he. Is about to free him. Uh, he's about to run off. He sees that Mara's body has been dropped off. He thinks maybe she's still alive, which is probably the dumbest moment from Dale in this whole movie because she's got a gaping head wound. Yup. Um. What yeah. about he, he checks for a pulse anyway. Um, I mean, that's that's professional, right? Just to be sure. Yeah, I guess it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he's probably seen enough dead bodies in his time. He should know. 
Yeah. So M is back at their RV. Uh, he asks Neil if he's dropping a deuce. He would be the type to say dropping a deuce. Yeah, big big poop jokes. Um, that's not even a poop joke. It's just like, it's just <laughs> shitty. <laughs> that's a poop joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. shitty writing. Um, but uh, as that's happening, the camera from, I think it's Nina, right? Well, okay, so some of the cameras go out. Okay. Which, oh, big surprise. You put a bunch of cameras in the woods and thought that would suffice. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, now we're having technical problems. What? <laughs> so he thinks that it's an issue with his end of the setup. So he climbs under the table and is trying to like mess with the wires. And yeah. it lingers on his butt for so long. I was convinced we were going to get like an arrow straight to his butthole or something. Or up his butthole. <laughs> you know it could happen <laughs> you know i would welcome that actually like that's innovating right there like that would almost that would redeem the, the cgi kill that we got Isn't, before that's one of the one of the movies i want to say it's the one with the fuckatorium part an six arrow up the butthole? Um, no not an arrow up the butthole but like it's um like a pressure washer hose up the butthole and they like remember i don't yeah, well, the guy like gets filled with water and bursts. What? Do you not remember this? <laughs> this happens in a wrong turn movie. Yeah, oh, that's getting silly. That's yeah, because silly. part six sucks. It does, but it takes itself so seriously. Like I can't imagine somebody getting like expanded with water up the butthole. It, that's it kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Now I want to watch that movie though, just for that. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you, know, you really don't. It's terrible. <laughs> It is, it is one of the worst movies yeah. I've ever seen. Okay, so the RV drives off. Uh, Michael decides to go check and see what happens. He goes into the cabin and sees uh, it's uh, Pa and a uh, little little boy. Brother. Brother. Those, those are their names. Pa, Ma, brother, sister, so and three finger. Is, okay. Yeah, <laughs> we so, don't know what his familial relationship is. So um, Pa knocks him out. And then we cut back to... Um, Jake, who has arrived at the barbecue with Jonesy and Amber. They form an alliance as they eat together. Mm -hmm. um, Jake talks. Uh, they all talk about what they want to do with the money if they win. Jonesy, going to throw like a sick party, bro. Um, Beach party, yeah. Which, yeah. trust fund child confirmed. Yes. Uh, Jake wants to go study sports medicine, which like I kind of love that because he had to have gone through like a whole fuck. Like I get it. Um, I'm not even really that much of an athlete. I used to run a lot more than I do now. And then when I, I tore my ACL and it really fucked with me mentally. Mm -hmm. So I firmly believe this journey that Jake's on. Yeah. It, it gives him like some character depth. That's nice. It's, it's welcome. Um, and then Amber wants to, pay, she owes her father a bunch of money and she wants to pay him back. So that way he can be finally out of her life forever and Jake's like, your father? And she's like, yeah, he's a phoma phomophobic, uh, homophobic <laughs> asshole. Phomophobic. And uh, I have like a good for her moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. Pay off that asshole and don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. Or just fuck him, you know, and just cut him off anyways. Like he was a dad. I, like he was doing what he was I, supposed to do. I have to questions do. about that. Yeah. Like kind of like, what is he, is he going to sue her? Like what's going on? Like. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's like maybe he because she went to West Point. Uh, maybe he like paid for uh, tuition or something. Which again, I don't, like, I yeah, mean, she may have been an adult technically at the time, but he was still being like a parent. Like, you yeah, can't, like there, there was no signed documents. There was no okay, agreement. yeah, but um, 
shitty parents exist. Yes, and if true. they have something to hold over your head, it's always better to get rid of those things to hold over your head so that's you true. can cut them off. No, that's true. Um, I, I agree. I think it's a good for her, like just so she can move on with her life and be herself. Then they all have a good laugh about how M's screwed because this is meant to be like a family-friendly show, but they've got the red state cast from hell (laughs) because they've got Uh. the bipolar vegan, the softy ex-jock, the fuck-up skateboarder, and the lesbian marine. Yeah. 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 It's a... It's a nice little cast. All the storylines that they're trying to I'm like, I want to watch that show. And then I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not a red state demographic. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But then also, so like we've been rewatching Survivor. Mm -hmm. And we're on season three. And I'm fucking, what's it? Frank. Um. Oh, God, yeah. Would be like red state dream cast. And he got voted off the same week that he was talking about. Yeah, gun rides. Yeah, fuck the LGBT. He's like, yeah. I was just, I felt really good about that. I was He's like, I really up. opened up my soul to yeah. everybody. I was like, I was showing everybody who I am. And then he gets voted out. He goes, why didn't they like me? Yeah, he's just like, the one gay guy on the show. And he's like, yeah, I don't approve of what you do. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's like, cool. Yeah, so um, you're going to go. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, okay. them's the breaks. So Nina joins them but she is panicking because she witnessed everything that happened with mara i'm gonna say i love that she no longer has her eye makeup on that she's like clearly cried it off rubbed it off like her face is streaky but like she doesn't have like eye makeup on it all anymore you do, i you love details like that stuff. i do yeah. i do pay close attention to attention uh <laughs> <laughs> attention to details like that because it is fucking annoying like as somebody who likes to wear makeup and is actively annoyed when my makeup gets fucked up, I'm going to be aware of all the situations where it can get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Running for your life through the woods, your eyeshadow isn't going to say snatched. That, that's fair. And attention to detail. But she's yeah. freaking out. They don't believe her because she's trying to tell them that it's cannibals chasing them. They think it's part of the game because it's Which in, is in the world. Which is a Yeah. thought. It's until the apocalypse. Look over at the meat that they apparently didn't examine at all before they started eating. <laughs> and they see a tattoo, which they all know is Kimberly's little um, it was part of infinity. Her, yeah, from like a snake. It, mm-hmm. it was part of her character intro for the show. She talked about which, it. So. Which they, they all watched each other's character intros, I guess. Apparently. Yeah, Jonesy mentioned that he did with, uh, that's how he found out that she was in the military or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so they all go running towards the RV Nina steps on something and uh, like punctures her foot. So it's like nails. Yeah. So yeah. Jake stops to help her and he's like, "Give me your wristband." And she's like, "What? No." And then he's like, "It's okay. You don't have to hide anymore." He's like, "I did a suicide support group. I've seen self harm scars. Like, we're here in a life or death situation." And she's like, "Oh, okay." And so he gives her her wristband. And immediately pulls another wristband out of her pocket. Yeah, right. Like, what was the point of this? Like, just uh, they wanted to give a little they bit of extra character They didn't want to have depth. to remember to keep that makeup on her wrist for the rest of the movie is what uh, it was. Uh, there we go. We found the real answer here. <laughs> um, Dale, meanwhile, has uh, also entered into a stranger's house. But he's got a gun. He points it at an old man. He says, you so much as fart. I'm blowing your head off. Poop joke. Fart joke. Whatever. Same vein. 
Um, it reminded me of, so you know those like infomercials where it's like, you can uh, buy this thing and it's made with this much real gold or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what it was. I want to say it was like a coin collection or something that you could buy. And it was like, so many ounces of real gold. And Tom turned around one day while that commercial was on. He goes, I fart more gold than that. That's not worth the money you're paying for it. And for some reason, say so much as fart, old man. And you think of Tom <laughs> farting gold. Um, well, I'm glad that that's what makes you think of him because no. everything else about this guy sucks. Because yeah. he um, he's he gets drunk on Pepto. Which... Okay, hold on. I got I got some things I need to talk about here okay, with this. Okay. So he is giving the whole history of the family, basically. Um, talking about how there was a chemical spill from the plant mill or a paper, paper mill, mill, and it affected all the kids. It affected the uh, wildlife. That's why there's no wildlife. They're all having to eat people to survive, right? Essentially. Okay. So they must have access to a store, right? Because this guy has to be able to get his Pepto to sip on somewhere, right? So could they not theoretically just get things from you know a town like do they have to eat people do they really you're thinking about it too hard am i yes well i, I, I guess where they get the money for things like pepto bismol too they're probably like killing people and then trading some of that meat to others but they yeah the other people don't know it's human meat maybe he found that and he's like ooh what flavored drink is this? And he starts drinking it. He thinks it's an actual, like, you know, mm, drink. Chalk. Mm, yeah. Bubble gum. <laughs> so it, it could be that. I don't know. But he, he's, he really enjoys himself some Pepto. Yeah. And he said all but one family left the hauler. Um, and then they were doing some inbreeding for a few generations. And uh, Dale's like, well, why haven't you left, old man? He goes, I could never leave my youngins. You killed my boy! Yeah, he was <laughs> so stereotypical old redneck man. But then Dale defends himself by putting a stick of dynamite down the old man's pants. I like it. He's wearing like overalls, right? So he can't like just pull his pants down. Like he's got to unhook things. So the group of uh, Nina, Amber, Jonesy, and Jake find brother and sister fucking in the woods uh sister is wearing elena's hair which is apparently enough to fool them into thinking that this is elena even though <laughs> nothing else about this person looks like her no nothing at all because they're like hey stop get off of her and then she like reveals it she takes the hair off she's like hey it's me and they're like oh my god it wasn't elena like it actually worked nina panics goes running in the opposite direction away from the group falls into a pit Amber knocks brother into a rock, and it looks like maybe he's dead, but he's still alive. Uh, The other three end up running. The cannibals hop into a truck. Jake goes back and helps Nina out of the pit. He fucks up his shoulder in the process, though, and has her help him pop it back in, which, how did she know how to do that? If you've never popped a dislocated... He gave instructions, but she still did pretty well for her first try. He said twist and pull. There are so many different ways to twist and pull. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> it sounds like a dance. My little sister, uh, like, chronically dislocated her elbow as a child, and we would always have to go to the ER to get it put back into place, and finally the doctor showed my mom how to do it, and it was like a whole thing where the doctor had to show her the right way to put it back. Yeah, yeah, because it's... it's- 
you're, you're yeah. not just like it's not like a toy where you just like plug it back in like yeah there's out. like ligaments and tendons yeah. and shit in there too that you can fuck up jake's man, jake's a tough guy he's texas battle yeah this is just a really nice character moment for me though where like you know she's finally taking like steps away from her isolation towards another person you know and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and really before, helping him heal his past trauma in this moment you know and she said before she's like i'm not here to make friends and look she's making friends yeah 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 uh they have to jump into the water to escape sister because she comes running back uh Let's see. Dale and... Dale war paints himself. Yeah, Dale, yeah, he does a full um, Deadly Games and yes. puts war paint all over his face. Tomas did it better. he ties some dynamite to arrows, which you know that's going to be fun later. Yes, I can't. That is fun later. Jonesy realizes that he's an asshole, um, but then he also still refers to women as females, so... Didn't really learn that much. And then he gets himself <laughs> trapped. He gets uh, caught in one of those upside down like uh, rope snare. traps snare. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Amber tries to help and gets caught also. And then um, she does the nice thing to him because uh, Pa and brother come up and they're going to shoot them. And he's like freaking out. And in this moment, she comforts him, even though they're both about to die. She's mm-hmm. comforting him. And they get shot. A single arrow goes through both their heads. Yeah, I like the moment between Pa and brother because it's like the he's the Pa's about to take the shot. He's like, you know what? This is some good like father son bonding time. Here, you do it, son. And then like son, he gets his kill. I, I like yeah. to think that that was his first kill right there. He looked really yeah. excited. He was yeah. like, Ooh. yeah, oh, oh, I can have bow and arrow. I would like to point out that basically the only words in English that the cannibals speak is shit. They also say fuck. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They only know how to curse shit and fuck. They know the important words. Wow. Then. They only know how to curse <laughs> shit and fuck. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Also true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nina and Jake get to the old paper mill. They are thinking that they're going to meet Amber and Jonesy there since Amber and Jonesy were ahead of them. But they look around, don't see them, and they're like, well, let's go see if we can find a CB radio. They don't. They find a phone that obviously is disconnected. They also find a dead body of a little girl. And they're like, she must have died while she was hiding. And Texas Battle says, yeah, but from whom? And I'm like, Texas. You are in a life or death situation. We don't have time for whom. (laughs) (laughs) So out of place right now. (laughs) Uh, They find decades worth of cars in this mill. So many cars. It's like House of Wax, where all those cars are in that warehouse right before Paris Hilton dies. Yeah. Um, um, but here um, they see the RV and then they also hear M screaming from the RV. So they go to investigate. Um, Texas Battle goes inside to actually see what's going on. But what he sees is video um, footage. Video footage. Classic. Of, yeah. It's like the camera is showing what is happening to him. He's being killed, uh, gets decapitated. Okay. While Texas has seen all of this, um, Nina outside has been caught by brother and sister and then Pa gets texas battle and knocks him out yeah uh the cannibals are listening to a televangelist who says that uh if you don't stay on the proper path you might take a wrong turn (laughs) (laughs) um 
they're prepping M for dinner. And they're kind of like antagonizing Mina and Jake, like with the camera and the shotgun and all that. Mm-hmm. Dale is doing some reconnaissance. He's watching. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do, how he's going to make his move. And uh, they recreate their favorite scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yep. which is the the dinner scene. Yep. It's almost exactly like it. it's such a quick, because it's got like the quick cuts of like her screaming and stuff, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, Sally did. Yeah. Uh, Sally. Sally. <laughs> the, um, what is this word that I wrote? I don't know. I need... Oh, the radioactive card. Yes, uh, Dale sneaks. He's trying to sneak up on them, but he accidentally trips the card. Yeah. So that awards the family, and they go looking for him. He yeah. hides, and then this man cuts himself to create a fake trail of blood that the cannibals follow. Smart boy. And he tricks them, and when they're looking for him, he shoots them with the dynamite arrow. Um, kills brother and sister. Yes, very cool kill. Jake wakes Nina up. He's like shouting at her to try and wake up because she's like passed out. And he's like, you've got to get out and you've got to free us. Dale appears and he's like, don't worry, I've got this. He helps Nina get out, which she is attached to her chair with barbed wire. She's in shock too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he's like, okay, you're free. The exit's over there. Go, 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 go. He unties Jake and he's like, go find Nina. And then he gets shot with an arrow. And he gets chest. shot with another arrow. Mm-hmm. And he gets a thing thrown around his neck. I don't know the name of this weapon. Ball chain? Yes, well, the ball yeah. chain. It's like the it's the weapon. It's like the mace weapon that um uh, the girl from Kill Bill uses. Yeah, but it should have been yeah. like, because that's like on a stick. Yeah, it's like, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know what it is. Yeah, but it gets wrapped around his neck. It's wrapped too tight. Um, and he ends up dying. And he's got... Like, this is good fake blood here that pulls out from him because it's got, like, the bubbles, like, from the oxygen yes. and everything. I think that's a really nice touch. It did look good here. Um, Aztec's battle is trying to run out. He has grabbed. Nina hears him being grabbed, so she goes in and um, tries to help. She jumps on Paul's back and mm-hmm. bites a chunk out of his neck. It's gross. Yeah. This was one of my uh, favorite moments in the whole thing, actually, because her, her like her character thing is that she's vegan and she has to eat meat here to survive. So that was kind of a pretty crazy I thought moment. Yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, no, Travis was like on the couch and he went, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I forgot and that. So she has to compromise who she is to survive and I like that. That's what what should happen to every final girl, frankly. Yeah. And then she um then she just gets a big fucking log and hits them into the little grinder that they yeah, had. Yeah, the pulper. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great closed captions here. Uh, muck sloshing. Yes, I saw that. I loved that. I'm okay, glad that you listen. Took a note. I know a lot of people like to make fun of the new Stranger Things closed captions for squelching wetly. So, so much squelching. Which, <laughs> if you've listened to us. We're a big fan of Shudder's closed caption. Yes. Where it says yeah. squelch. They love just the singular word squelch. Squelch. And it's fantastic. And people are very distraught at all of the squelching wetly in Stranger Things. And I'm not bothered by the descriptiveness of it. I am bothered by the redundancy of it because a squelch is inherently a wet sound. That's true, right? So, like, yeah, you don't need to say it. Yeah, you can just say squelching. Yeah. You can just say squelch. Squelching squelchishly. Yes, yeah. that's not incoherent at all. No. Good job. Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I've improved upon the subtitle. Um, they take a car. It's, it's actually Kimberly's yes. car. 
and they leave. And you know why Jake is one of the two surviving characters? Why? Because you don't mess with Texas. I've been waiting to say that for an hour. (laughs) I wish that like it ended with the Beatles, like "Baby, you can drive my car." Like it's like an upbeat ending. Like they drive off into the sunset, like into the horizon. Except instead, we follow a trail of sludge down the river to the lake, to Three Finger feeding his cousin brother. And I, I like that he uses a finger as a pacifier. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the movie. That's the movie. I'm feeling pretty Woo! good about it. I had fun talking about it. I'm going to bump it up to an eight and a half. Ooh, okay. I, I had a lot nice. of fun with it. Uh, Brian, what about you? Where do you stand after talking about it? I think I'm hanging in there at a nine. Uh, I still love the movie just as much. It's like everything I look for in a movie. It's just a damn good time. Um, but also, it's not fucking Shakespeare. So nine feels about right. All right, your all's enthusiasm has rubbed off a tad bit. I think I like it a little bit more after talking about it. There are a lot of good points. I think I was just so put off by the bad CGI effects yeah. that it really it kind of hurt the experience. And I'm still going to deduct it for that, but I think an A is fair for it. I think it's fine. Okay. It's a good movie. So that brings our average from an 8 to an 8.5. All right. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Talia had a very good time with this. So we got her a new pig toy while we were grocery shopping yesterday. <laughs> yes. And she was playing with them. She was showing him how to guard the front yard. She was grooming him. She was having a good time. <laughs> Talia is firmly an eight. She was like, oh, by the way, um, they watch movies like this all the time. Yeah. It's really weird, trust me. And Zoe watched it, and Zoe actually attempted to take her own notes uh, by laying on my notes. Yes. My my note page is very crinkly because she is a fat cat and uh, just made herself right at home on top of my page. All right. Do you have a review for this one? I do. Do you? Okay. I'm guessing you had the lowest score of this. I'm guessing that your change would be practical. Yeah. Big okay. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not even necessarily practical. Just don't make the... If, if you're going to do CGI, just do it right. Don't linger on the shots. I wasn't entirely sure how, as a collective, we would feel about this. Okay. Would you... Uh, so I, I got like a higher review and a lower review. Oh, yeah. So okay. I'm going to read the lower review. Okay. This was a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, is the second movie of the Wrong Turn series, and in this one, we have a group of reality show contestants who are fighting for their lives because they are hunted from a cannibal family who want to kill them all. I did not like this movie as I liked the first one because this movie did not have the suspense the first one had, and I did not like the plot of this movie. I believe that it is not the sequel that many horror movie fans expected, and that's obvious in the ratings of this film. Finally, I think that Wrong Turn 2, Dead End, is a simple horror movie with which you can spend your time and nothing more. I don't see how that's a downside. I love uh, a simple horror movie that I can yeah. spend my time with. <laughs> I was thinking to myself too, like the simple horror movie part, that's not the problem. I 100% agree that it is less suspenseful than the original though. The, the original has so many like suspenseful shots, like whenever they first break into the house, you know, like that's like a huge thing where they have to hide for an extended period of time. And this one, like they have a baby and then they run away. Like, you know, I like, and here's the thing. I, I, think suspense has its place in a lot of movies 
I think this movie works without it. I like that it's just gory and actiony and I, thrillery. Yeah, that's fine. I have fun with it. That's the type of movie it's trying to be, and yeah. it, it does it. It's yeah. fun. Uh, what about you, Brian? How do you feel? Like, do you agree or disagree with that review? Yeah, I mean, I thought there was a, there was some suspense in, in particular moments, but honestly, for me, a lot of the fun of this was just knowing uh, most of these assholes are going to die horribly, and I'm rooting for them all to die, except for uh, the two that survived and Henry Rollins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but yeah, like, that's just the fun. It's like you know, watching like that asshole Jonesy get killed, or watching like you know the dumb sexy girl get killed, or whatever. Like that's all fun. You know, yeah. it's not it's not suspenseful, but that's okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's not trying to be. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree. All right, cool. Well, we uh, we have one listener review for this one. All right. So this one comes from Michael E. Howard. Oh, hey, Michael. He says, a perfect example of a sequel being much better than the original. Yeah. Much campier, 7 out of 10. Sweet. Good job, Michael. And the, the more reviews we get from him, the more I feel like. Uh, he's, he's got our taste. Yeah, right? he's, got, he's, he's got our taste. He's in line with it. <laughs> and yeah, th- I mean, this is like a, I, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the past two movies where we wanted more camp. And that's yeah. what we got with this one, actually. We got more camp. And I think it. It succeeded because of that. Yeah. So normally we talk about what our dream sequel to a movie would be, but since we are doing sequel month, what we have done instead is, does this live up to your expectations for what a dream sequel would have been? And if I'm recalling correctly, last year what I said was that my dream sequel to Wrong Turn is Wrong Turn to Dead End. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the sequel that I wanted. So it lives up to so it. So it definitely lives up to it for me. <laughs> <coughs> Wow, that choked me. Um, I'm really good with words. <laughs> I'm glad I moved you. I think, I mean, I yeah, I feel like this lives up to you know that type of status because this is. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's improving upon the original movie, but it's it's just taking the concept and having fun with it, and that's really all I want from this because I mean, the original one isn't like some kind of like huge innovative horror movie. Like it's also just like a backwoods slasher, you know? Yeah. And this one, somebody was like, oh, I see the potential in making this like a campy slasher series. Let's just go that way. And yep. they did, and it's great. I like it. Brian, was this everything you wanted in a sequel to Wrong Turn? 100%. Like, <laughs> 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 like, I, like, I just love it when movies go, you know, we're just going to embrace the ridiculousness, and it's just going to be like a great amusement park ride, good time, basically. Um so I think with a concept like this, if you if you get too self-serious, it can be uh, really off-putting. So when you just lean into the camp, I think that's often the way to go with, you know, especially with low-budget stuff. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who did we all relate to? <sighs> um, I'm going to relate to um, to Dell because of uh, being from Appalachia and being from a county because I refer to being from Harlan County. Yeah. I mean, he he spoke yeah. to me. He's I like, I, I, I don't know that I really related to anyone. I guess Texas Battle would be the closest in the whole cast. <laughs> um, you know, obviously Henry, uh, Henry Rollins' character is kind of an aspirational figure for me. Like I'm like, yeah, that'd be really cool if I could like, you know, be that that you know guy who runs through the woods shooting dynamite arrows oh, at yeah. people. But like, you know, I, I wish uh, I, I could be that. I'm not quite as jacked as Henry Rollins, unfortunately. No, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not anywhere close to it. But I, I just relate to his his roots. I, I feel it. 
Um, I can guess who you relate it's to. It's not Nina. It's not Nina? No. Jessie's a vegan, and she doesn't relate to the vegan in the movie? No, what? I relate to Amber because I, too, find myself having to constantly call out misogynistic assholes in daily ah, life. There we go. Okay, I like that one. That one's actually good. Um, it's not the easy one that I would have expected. Yeah. But it's still true. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. So that's... Um, that's all of that, man. That's actually the that's it for this week's episode. That's it. Um, next week, boy oh boy, do we have a treat for you all because it is probably one of the best movies in the Halloween franchise, H two O. Yeah. Uh, if you want to watch that ahead of time, which why wouldn't you want to? Yeah. Go do it. Go watch it right now. Uh, you can currently watch it on Paramount Plus or Prime, or you can rent it for three dollars. Three dollars is pocket change for this movie. It yeah. is worth a fortune. Uh, you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, or Vudu. And it's a good, it's a good one. We're we're resetting the timeline. We're going yes. back to like a sequel to the original set of movies. We're yes, not, we're no we're boring. officially we're officially on a new timeline. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have to make a chart for all of the different timelines as we go through the franchise. Yeah, we, we can do now that. that we've started a new one. Yeah, because we. We will very quickly have to start another new timeline. Yeah, very And then another new timeline. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. I love talking about Halloween. That's one of my favorite series to cover. All right. So, all right, cool. In well, the meantime, Brian, uh, is there anywhere you want people to find you, follow you, look you up at? Yes. Oh, excuse me. I had to swallow right there. I, uh, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> uh, let's try this again. Yes, I'm on Twitter at the Brian Asman. Also, other social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, you can find me at the same handle. Uh, my website is brianasmanbooks.com. If you want to grab a, snagged co- uh, a signed copy of Man, Fuck This House or any of my other books, you can find them there. Uh, you can also get uh, many of my books wherever books are sold. So come right. check them out. All right. Thanks again for joining us. Thank um, you. It was super fun. And as usual, anybody that wants to follow us on social media, so that way you can give us your reviews, you can participate in polls, you can just watch our general madness because neither of us consults with one another before we post on accounts that we both share the information for. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Least Favorite Pod. You can find us on TikTok. I dare you. Figure it out. You got this. Uh, we've got a website, what's your least favorite scary movie.com, and we've got an email address, least favorite scary movie at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts, your questions, pictures of your poodle. I don't know. Everything. Yeah. Um, got a good dinner recipe? We're always looking for new things to cook. Send it. <laughs> uh, t- you want to tell us about an, extre- the, an extremely late entry in the Muniz era? We yes. might cover it on the podcast. Because that's what happened. <laughs> that's, that's what started this whole thing. I'm down for more Muniz. Um, and as always, rate, review, and subscribe. Do that for our show. Do that for Brian's books. Yeah. Um, yeah. But only if you want to give us good reviews and ratings. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. <laughs> exactly. uh, and if you need to say something that's not nice, uh, start your own podcast. Yeah. Directed <laughs> at us. <laughs> all right. All right. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
the guy doesn't know how to react. Oh, whoa. Okay, so if you heard that, Jesse's mic just uh, fell off of the table. Just rearranging shit. Yup. All right. All right. Well, there we go. It's fine.